0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9 is Thursday, the 18th of August. It has just gone past 6am. You are, of course, listening to The Morning Run. In front of me is Keith Kum wearing his obligatory black BFM t-shirt. And I'm Wong Ning. How are you, Keith?
1: <laughs> I'm good. Good morning. Um, well, the, the reason I wear a BFM t-shirt is I don't have to spend that extra few minutes to think of what to wear for the day.
0: Yeah. Okay, speak for yourself if you're not a fashionista. As you know, that's important to me. I've yet to wear the BFM t-shirt, I, I have to confess.
1: I don't need to impress you guys.
0: Oh, it's your brains that counts, isn't it, at the end of the day. Well, as usual, we have a rather packed uh, Thursday show for you. Lots of interesting stories, I think one of which coming off uh, yesterday's news. If you are planning to renovate your home but not sure about the recent changes in rules by DBKL, do tune in at 715 because David Teo, council member of the Malaysian Institute of Architect, gives us an update. And what? I think a lot of people after COVID-19, I see a lot more renovations on my street, actually.
1: I, I kind of feel that it's not so much that there's a lot more renovations, but it's, it's just that... Pent it's up a, demand. Yeah, no, it's not even pent up. But I think it's just a backlog. Okay. Yeah, because you, you couldn't do it during uh, the whole lockdown period, right? You
0: could. You could. It, uh, the first phase. Fa- no, well, <laughs> during certain phases, you couldn't, and then it was relaxed again. But I think a lot of people... Hesitated because it was like a bit more restrictive. Uh, But do tune in, that's happening at 7.15. And then at 7.30, what do we have, Keith?
1: Yeah, at 7.30, we need to cut greenhouse emissions and limit global warming today. Pollution pricing instruments are one of the most effective instruments, but is Asia's response too slow? And for that, we will be speaking to Arun Pai. He is the executive in residence at Monks Hill Ventures. Uh, I think it's really, really important. I mean, just this morning, I read uh, a story about new forest fires breaking out in Spain and Portugal. So, again? Again, yeah. yeah.
0: So, of course, this summer we've seen record temperatures around the world. India was one place, Europe was another. Then we also saw flooding in places like China. And then yeah. we saw droughts in Australia. There was also floods in Sydney, for example. Sydney, and right? Melbourne, right? Yeah, quite r-
1: most recently, yeah. Yeah,
0: so it, it looks like the world has gone crazy because and of climate change. So we need to address this. And
1: I don't think it doesn't affect you because the price of olive oil is going up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything,
0: we are all interconnected. Even here in Malaysia, yeah. we seem to have very devastating floods more frequently than ever and very erratic temperatures where you know our heat waves can go up to 30, 40 degrees Celsius almost. So do tune in. And then at 7.45, there are going to be some significant changes to the Employment Act 1955 But what does this mean for businesses? Are they ready? Dr. Urira, Dr. Haji Ali Maidin, advisor of the Federation of Malaysian Business Associations, tells us, and if you you think "Hmm, this name sounds familiar, yes, it is the one and only from Maidin. So do tune in. Yeah, we are (laughs) such a fan. Uh, Do tune in. That's at 7.45. Uh, But all this and more on The Morning Run. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9608 Thursday the 18th of August and of course you're listening to the Morning Run in front of me is Keith Come and I'm Wong Ning and that very very chillax song was by Neil Young, Harvest Moon. A bit of a depressing way to start a Thursday morning. Although I, I think Keith gave me this look like, it's a nice song, isn't it?
1: I, I, it is, I, but sad. I didn't really listen to the lyrics, but the melody itself makes me... It's about
0: love. You still yeah. love someone, but they don't love you back. It's the end of a, a relationship. Sad song uh, for Thursday. <laughs> so let's request a, a little bit more upbeat song next. Uh, but this is also a little bit of a sad article actually reflects what we're going to discuss next. And I chose this. This is from the Wall Street Journal and it's about the price we pay for being Less social. So people are now choosing to be less connected with each other and focus more on their inner lives. I think a lot of self reflection, COVID 19, of course, encouraged that because we were forced to stay at home, Mm. reduce our socializing, uh, pretty much whatever limited to just calls, Zoom, Zoom video calls, that kind of thing, right? We weren't allowed to go out and meet up with friends. But hey, There are consequences for that. And what it does is that uh, this article shows that if you look at a lot of societies or or some developing countries, the amount of time, and this is statistics, the amount of time that people spend socialising has come down quite significantly, be it the UK, be it the US and even Australia. And I'm pretty sure these numbers are the same for us.
1: I'm not surprised, but um, I mean... I have a contrary view of that. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, it could be our way of weeding out people we. Uh, let's just say, you know, it's better to have quality friends than mm. quantity friends. Yeah. Right? So I. I the toxic I, people in your life. Yeah. You, you kind of need to cut them out. And maybe COVID and all these lockdowns helped you do that. But um, I, I also think that uh the way we communicate these days um zoom and and video calls notwithstanding is that uh, that might have something to do with it as well because we don't call each other, we don't talk to each other as much. We Mm. do a lot of texting Mm. and um, there's a lot that gets lost in translation when it comes to texting, I feel, even with the emojis.
0: Uh, I think texting is one thing, but for me, it's more than that. Even a phone call doesn't actually, uh, it doesn't have the same value as a face-to-face meetup. But let's take a, a little bit step back. I think what has happened or the reality is that, People are exhausting. And this is something that the article acknowledges, right? Because you have to, when you interact with someone else, y- you have to give your time. You have to give your emotion. You probably need some patience and some consideration. And all those things actually, yeah, they're, they're tiring, right? But of course, it's a question of, is that person worth it? And if the person is worth it and you enjoy the person's company, then it shouldn't be exhausting. But sometimes it can be. But are you but so overanalyzing
1: analyzing though?
0: I think some people are and some people aren't. Some people are naturally uh, disposed to having, you know, their disposition is friendly. Mm. They like company. To them, it's not exhausting. And to some people, it is extremely exhausting, right? Because you've got two sides. You've got those introverted people and extroverted people. So it depends what camp you're in. But I think this one is really probably more related to those who are by nature introverted. And guess what? There is such a thing as World Introvert Day,
1: right? I know. I was looking at it. It's worldintrovertday.org.
0: Yeah. Check it out,
1: January 2nd.
0: <laughs> but I think the point is what, you know, in everything in life, there needs to be the balance. Okay. Mm. So I think this article is advocating that even the extroverts and introverts have a that nice sweet spot because there are consequences of not going out and meeting people at all and this is interesting because your worldview then changes significantly if you don't go out and chit chat with people or you reduce your socialization uh, socializing because you're it becomes then extremely narrow because there's hardly any discourse no discussion about the wider world and at the same time apparently you develop much less empathy
1: that is that is really really true as well. Um, I I did find I did notice that uh, keeping to yourself, you do a lot of self reflection, and you do find out you know people that you can really get along with, and those are the people that you should really get along with. I don't more know. Often. I disagree that's, with you. That's, that's, how, a, that's how I feel. no, I
0: disagree with you, Keith, because I don't think that we should just have friends that have one hundred and ten percent the same view as you. Um, I think it's important to have friends from different social circles, different, different environments, different backgrounds. They do different jobs and even different political views. Because otherwise, then we forget how to converse with each other in a very calm and measured manner. And also be more accepting of each other's values and worldviews. Otherwise, then we might all end up like
1: Donald Trump. That's where reading editorials and analyses online comes in, right? No, I think that's not <laughs>
0: enough. Not enough. I think you still need to have friends from different parts of the world and different... I don't know. For me, variety is the spice of life. And you do need to make that effort if you want friendships to grow. Uh, but let us know what you think. You can WhatsApp in 0187898899. Of course, you can also let us know on Twitter your thoughts. Our handle is at BFM Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Keep it here. BFM 89.9. And that was Everybody Dance by Sheik. It is 6.20, Thursday, the 18th of August. And of course, you're listening to The Morning Run with Keith Kam and I'm Wong Xiaoning. And we hope that song wakes you up. Did you get up and dance, Keith? I did.
1: I I, I love Nile Rogers and Bernard Edwards. They are like my jam from the 70s and
0: 80s. <laughs> like the Boney M and ABBA era, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, you're you just...
0: Hitting the spot! Yeah,
1: hitting the spot. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes all that to nostalgia
0: comes flooding back. <laughs> I want to ask whether you wore bell bottoms. Keith, did you?
1: I actually did in school, weirdly weirdly In school? Enough. Like yeah. in
0: primary school or secondary um, school? In
1: secondary school. Primary school, we wore shorts. Uh, okay. So in secondary school, after Form 3, yeah, we...
0: You altered w- your pants to have them like bell-bottom-ish. It, it, wasn't,
1: it wasn't sort of bell-bottom-ish because I was in that era when uh those carrot-cut pants, I mean, all those of you my age would probably know. <laughs> yeah, we go to Pratama Complex oh, and, and one. have them all. Yeah. <laughs> nostalgia, <laughs> nostalgia. No, yeah. the best thing is that, thank goodness there was no social media and mobile phones because there would be evidence.
0: Well, maybe <laughs> we should give a call to your parents and see whether we can get some old photos of you <laughs> in those pants. Uh, but, you know, this morning, actually, we're having a look at some of the... the you chose this article, uh, yeah. right? About the seven deadly sins. Uh, seven... But we're we're gonna pro- we're only going to profile one, though. Because right. there's too many.
1: Yeah, I mean, we know the seven deadly sins, right? Uh, happy, dopey, sneezy, bashful, sleepy, grumpy, and dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Snow White and the seven dwarves. No, no, the seven deadly sins, well, they're pride, greed, Lust, Envy, Gluttony, Wrath and Sloth But this Vox article Which you chose It's going to be focused on uh, Envy And how envy can actually not necessarily be a bad thing. Sometimes it can be a good thing because there's two types of envy. Mm. There is the benign envy, which is like, okay, you know, you have it, everybody has it. And then you have the malignant envy. Right.
1: So, Keith, why did you choose this? Yeah, so um, I always thought envy and jealousy were basically the same thing. But uh, they are are actually totally, totally different because jealousy is more about uh, kind of like... uh, it's, it's a bit more destructive okay. whereas envy is usually you know you see someone posting uh, their achievements or they're going on holiday on instagram for mm-hmm. example and you wish that you were in their place so envy is something that you can actually harness uh, within yourself to do better to be able to uh, achieve what other people are achieving um jealousy is
0: Just jealousy. Jealousy. Just toxic. So, um, a psychology professor says that envy is about things that are important to us. Mm. And usually, the target of envy will always be somebody who is comparable to us. So, it's someone of a similar age and a similar gender. And it's usually never far from people within our social stratum. Okay, so... There's, you know, it, and a lot of this has to do with our identity, right? Who we want to be versus who we really are, mm. and I think that's what envy is—is is, you know, what envy is all about. So we look at somebody, let's say another woman, uh, like for me, and I think, oh, I want that, you know, I want her life, I want her car. Maybe that's what envy really is. It's not so much jealousy.
1: I think it's. Uh, I think you need to be a little bit more specific rather than saying that you want her life or you want her, whatever. Uh, maybe. Maybe like if she has uh, done something with her career, mm-hmm. for example, uh, that could be something that you might aspire to, or or if you're a fitness freak, for example, you you might you might you want, want a six pack. to you want a six pack that you you're you're envious of someone's uh, six pack, and that's something you something achievable that yeah. you can actually work towards. So envy did not actually be a, a a deadly sin.
0: No, but there is such thing as malicious envy, and that's the one that we want to avoid, right? And right. that involves hostility or resentment towards the other person. Who has it better than us? So, the motivation here is where you want to take that person, take what that person has, and then you know, put it upon yourself. Or you you know, but that's not a good thing. What you want is to actually have that envy, but use that to motivate yourself to get what that person has. It's more not stealing what the person has, but growing it
1: within you, right? Or achieving it. For yourself, I, I feel like malicious envy is more like uh, if a person has achieved something, you just want to cut that person down and bring them down to your level, so everyone's at a, at a level playing field. And that's obviously not on,
0: So, what what are you envious of, which you think is positive, and you are
1: actually uh, using as a motivator, Keith? I I don't actually have. Anyone I'm envious of at this particular moment. Because oh, you not, have it all, right? It's you not, have it all. I mean, it's not that I have bell it bottoms and all.
0: all.
1: <laughs> it's not that I have it all. It's just that I think I've reached, uh, reached an equilibrium where I'm happy to see everyone uh, doing well. Mm. I'm also happy with the achievements that, that, that I, I have done.
0: Okay, very good. So you're content, very, zen now. very content, <laughs> which is hard to find. But let us know whether there's something out there that you're envious of, and whether you think it's a positive or negative thing. You can WhatsApp in zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Or of course, you can tweet in. Our handle is at BFM Radio. Up next is the six thirty AM news bulletin. And to take us out is "Home by the Sea" by Genesis. Keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine. Thanks for staying tuned. This is The Morning Run, 6.40, Thursday, the 18th of August. And that song was crystallized by XX. Now, what's not XX? Well, what has become XX is Liz Cheney, right? Because she lost her primaries. She's been cancelled, literally, by um, her supporters. Basically, she lost the uh, primaries to... uh, Donald Trump's pick, didn't she? But yeah. what's interesting is news coming out that uh, she might actually run for U.S. president.
1: Yeah, she told NBC in a, in an interview, but uh, she wasn't like too uh, too direct about it. She just hinted at the fact that she might run uh, for president because um, in her concession speech to Harriet Hageman, to whom she lost, she basically vowed that. That, they, that the that the the Republicans must keep Donald Trump as far away from the Oval Office as possible and in the interview with NBC she said that any decision on whether or not she will run against Trump in 2024 she will make the decision in the coming months
0: yeah this is also reported in the Guardian UK uh, magazine and her exact words it's something I'm thinking about and I'll make a decision in the coming months what's also interesting is that Mike Pence is apparently considering running for US President also in 2024
1: it's it's interesting to see how he, uh,
0: of the vice president yeah. of Donald Trump, who refused to listen to Donald Trump in his last days in the White House, to to basically say the election was and a fraud, almost
1: got lynched. Don't forget.
0: Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it, uh, on the hill, I mean, that was a mad time on January six, wasn't it?
1: It was. It was crazy. I mean, what I'm looking at um, in terms of politics uh, within a party that's supposed to be having the same view, there's just such differing views. Um, what was interesting was if you, I, I don't know if anyone saw Elon Musk. Uh, tweet yesterday, not the one about him buying Manchester United. Which was apparently not true, right? It's not true. He said he was joking, but the, there can was, he stop doing that? I know, seriously. There, but there was one before that, uh, which which said that he he. He supports uh, people who are uh, not quite so right and people who are not quite so left. So what, he's in the middle? He's in the middle. <laughs> which, I mean, moderation. That's what I, I think everybody should aspire to. I never
0: use the word moderation in the same sentence as Elon Musk.
1: He tried to. <laughs> I mean, it
0: just doesn't gel, right? Moderation in Elon? Mm, not really. Uh, but other news which might get some of us excited, cause especially for those who belong to the Apple cult. I call it the cult, right? Because you have the phone, you have the MacBook. You have uh, the lifestyle, soon you might be driving the car. But guess what? So, Apple targets September 7th for iPhone launch in a flurry of devices. So, this is according to Bloomberg. This is, of course, the f- iPhone 14, according to people with knowledge of the matter as opposed to people who have no knowledge of the matter. I don't understand this. I never, never, never get to grips with this use of this words when I see it in media reports. <laughs> Why would you talk to people who have no knowledge
1: of the matter? Yeah, it's a it's a kind of a dirty thing, right? Is this, yeah. It's
0: like, hello, it sounds like an oxymoron <laughs> statement, right? Uh, but anyway, the new iPhones will kick off a busy fall product season. It's always important for Apple because it's actually at least half of their revenue. Although in the past and the last few quarters, we have seen them shift significantly towards a subscription-based uh, income, which is important for them. But I think everyone is going to be looking at this uh, flagship product, especially it is a precarious time for industry. We know U.S. is slowing down. Consumers are feeling the pinch when it comes to rising prices. Will they be willing to go out and spend? What is going to be at least $1,000 US if not more for a new smartphone?
1: Yeah, that's what I could never un- understand. I mean, uh, spending that much money on, on a gadget, which um, eventually you're going to have to update as you go because along. Because you
0: don't belong to the cult, unlike half of the morning run and half of the office at BFM. I think I'm we the did, other half. Yeah, I think <laughs> we did a census. A lot of us have Apple phones. And once you get into the the ecosystem of the of Apple, you somehow never leave. You know, it's like Hotel California.
1: I, I do understand that as well i mean i've been using this this uh uh, this competitor, this, this competitor, uh, who but, shall
0: remain nameless. Uh, is it a H or is it an
1: S? It's an H. Uh, okay, but, but, H. But, but, but the interesting thing is that uh, when I when I got my first, uh, it is I'm I'm like four models in already. What I love about it is that uh, I can replicate what I had in the phone before, as if I never changed my phone.
0: It's the same with Apple. But by the way, for those who are curious, the standard iPhone will look similar to the iPhone 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will eliminate, mm-hmm. however, the 5.4 inch mini version and add a model with a 6.7-inch screen. Uh, they will be replacing the front-facing camera cutout known as the notch with a pill-shaped hole for face ID sensors and a hole-punch size area for the camera. I don't know why I just said five minutes ago, uh, one minute ago. You just plug them. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I'm just telling people to get excited. Uh, let's see how, the, for me, it's always about the share price, right? How is the share price going to react? to this uh, news. I think a lot of anticipation uh, on that front. Uh, Anything else caught your eye, Keith? Monkeypox? Um,
1: Yeah, monkeypox. Uh, The Lancet Medical Journal, they've reported a case of human-to-dog transmission of monkeypox. -monkeypox It's in a greyhound in Paris that lives together with two men. The WHO is now advising those with the disease to also isolate themselves from their pets. Um, and the bigger concern now is that since it's been able to jump species, there is now a risk of a more dangerous mutation. Oh, no. <laughs> Can we
0: just please stop?
1: Sorry with the bad news.
0: <laughs> okay, I wanted to end on a positive note, but unfortunately not. Maybe when we come back in a few minutes. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. 6.50 Thursday, the 18th of August. And of course, you're listening to The Morning Run with myself, Wong Shao-Ning, together with Keith Kam. And that was just can't get enough by Depatch Mode, dedicated to Keith come another band from your era?
1: Another band from my era. And and speaking of just not getting enough, we can't seem to get enough of the uh, literal combat ship scandal oh. as well.
0: <laughs> so we said earlier on that we'll try and make people happy, but that's not the case. But very quickly, I do want to read uh, some social media that came in. And um, we've got this comment from Stephen who just says that he begs to defer Keith because he thinks that Apple phones last longer and are more stable and hence worth the premium. To mm. each his own. I to guess. Each his his own. Uh, so, st- of course, there sort of are some...
1: like, you know, thank you for your opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, different strokes for different folks, right? So, okay, let's go back to this literal. It's not literal. It's literal. literal we discussed yeah. this, right? Yeah. Literal combat ship. Because every newspaper, every portal, it's the headline.
1: It's the headline. And uh, in the in the Malay papers, Sina Haryan and, and Utusan Malaysia, the headline uses the word lemah, which is weak. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's it's the it's it's a, it's a general um uh governance of this whole whole issue, so they are the uh, the issue is that uh it, it follows the redacted declassification of the procurement all two hundred forty seven pages of it. Also, don't take our word for it. You can actually go to the Parliament website and download the two hundred forty seven pages uh uh spoilers that are. Very, very good infographics at the start, so it should keep your interest there. Uh, some of the revelations include the fact that our favourite convicted felon, Dato Sri Najib Razak, was involved in it. Whose appeal is ongoing. It's ongoing. Uh, and our reporters, uh, BFM reporters are, are, are at the at the Palace of Justice in Prujjaya as well, so follow the news bulletins um, if you can. Um, anyway, Najib was involved in it when he was uh, Defence Minister back in 2008, so this was even way before... Um, the dates that, that were that were mm. bandied about 2010 onwards. Uh, Dato Sri Ahmad Zahid Hamidi as well, when he held the same portfolio in 2010, yes. he, uh, this was from a letter, there was a letter between him and the Navy chief at the time, Tan Sri Ahmad Ramli, who was charged on Tuesday for CBT to the tune of 21.8, 21.08 million ringgit or thereabouts. Um, Zahid had, uh, had denied any involvement in the issue. Uh, there were reports of that, but you know the the documents speak for themselves. Um, you can also check out BFM social media for a lot more of a lot more explainers on this
0: issue. Yeah, I think we will be following this story. It's a developing story. Uh, yeah,
1: we had a conversation with uh, PAC chairman as well, Wong Ka-wo. Yeah,
0: and you can listen to that on our BFM app and our on, of course, on our website as well. Uh, but I think what I've noticed from the Malay Mail is that the LCS declassified investigation report. Now, this is the shocking thing: the procurement of ships may cost government. 11.14 and a half billion dollars so originally right it was supposed to be nine billion now we might need to pay even more than that because it would need additional funds to complete all six ships it's like a never-ending story right
1: I'm I'm just uh, I'm just concerned that that it's that it's got to do with our our national security our uh, literal ships literal basically means the uh, uh, the uh, offshore waters uh, of which the, some the countries country.
0: have also di- have already stopped producing these ships because they don't find them useful
1: yeah but but that's the thing right I mean why are you playing with our national security. Um, We've had invasions in 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 from the from the uh, from the Sulu Sultanate and in Lahat Datu, if you remember, years ago, mm-hmm. people had died. Uh, that's national security there. And if you if you gamble with our national security in in in, in defence procurement, you are literally just gambling with everyone's lives while spending money that we don't have, um, taxpayers' money.
0: Yeah, which we don't have. Mm. We just really don't have, right? Because we've hit a uh, fiscal headroom already. Uh, we're already spending so much on our subsidy program uh, and no one's clarified whether that 20 billion, which is the uh, cost pass-through for Tanaga is also part of the 77.7 billion or is that a separate 20 billion that we're spending? So it seems like we're spending lots of money but we don't know, you know, where is it really going and nobody seems to be accountable for it. I think the other news is actually from Malaysia Kini and this is in the minister in the Prime Minister's Department 1 Junaidi Di Tunggu Jaffa wading into uh, the question about when GE15 will take place. So he has indicated that the next general elections is likely to be called only after the tabling of the federal budget in parliament. Now, according to the schedule, the budget is only supposed to be tabled on October 28th, which right. is the last Friday of that October sitting. Of course, we don't know whether that will be changed. If that changes, then yeah, maybe elections will be called. But it's still a question mark, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. Um. I want to come back to you know the fact that Apple is releasing phones uh, and remind people that the NST is front-paging that 40% of those enrolled in AKPK, the Credit Counseling and Debt Management Agency's Debt Management Program. They are aged between 30 and 40 years old because many are suffering impact on salary cuts and reduction in business income, so you might want to think about getting a new mobile phone
0: not think about it you <laughs> mean not think but not think about it so if your phone is still hunky-dory just keep on using it right um, there's nothing wrong with using a perfectly good but old phone uh, let us know what you think you can WhatsApp in 0187898899 about any of the stories we've covered today or even tweet in up next is of course the 7am news and to take us out is Revolution Rock by The Clash keep it here BFM 89.9 You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.